702. The UK Report with Adam Gilchrist. Seven minutes to eight. Hi, Adam. A refugee summit. The UK Prime Minister calling for clarity on refugees. I'm not surprised. Mm, she's suggesting, as Theresa May, that we should have a greater distinction between actual refugees and those who are migrating for economic reasons. I think it gets blurred. I mean, sometimes people are migrating because they're leaving a war-torn, famine-hit area, but they want a better life. Does that make them an economic migrant or a refugee? And anyway, she's saying we should have more clarity so we know what we're dealing with and that there's the basic problem is that public confidence could be undermined because of the lack of clarity in this area. One of her ideas that she's put forward at the UN summit is that people should only seek asylum in the first safe country they arrive in. So all those arrivals in Greece, Italy, France shouldn't then automatically go off to Germany, Denmark, Britain, wherever. Although technically speaking, in the European Union, we already have that rule in place, but she's saying that, you know, migration and refugees and asylum seekers is a global thing, so let's have a global answer to that and make this a global solution. And uh, I have to say, almost by coincidence, one rather obvious, dare I call it medieval Donald Trump-esque measure is currently underway. They are building the Great Wall of Calais. The French are building a four-metre-high concrete barrier to stop migrants illegally boarding cars and trucks at their port and coming into the UK. Now, obviously, we don't want people illegally going to places, but at the same time, building walls... That makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't know about you. It's a NIMBY process, isn't it? Everyone is very sympathetic, but not in my backyard, eh? And, of course, uh, people then leads to all sorts of problems. We've seen that here. But one good news is you're not smoking as much. No, in fact, smoking uh, as little as we've ever done, I suspect, before Walter Raleigh came across with some tobacco. The number of smokers in England has dropped to the lowest level ever recorded, so 17%. I mean, that's still one in six people who are lighting up, and I believe that's on tobacco. They're not including the new vaporised things. Uh, But there again, one in six are smoking, one in three are ex-smokers. So this is arguably, I mean, I know mobile phones and computers and other things make a big difference, but you could argue this is the biggest social change in the last 70 years because just after the second world war 82 percent of adult men smoked and you could see that in you know all the films and the Mm. tv programs of the time everyone was always lighting up weren't they well now all the anti-smoking laws bans on smoking in public the health campaigns they seem to have had an effect though we still do have an anti-smoking campaign the stoptober campaign this year fronted by die-hard smoker if i can put it like that ex-cricketer phil tufnell and who can forget him lighting up on the balcony at lords between innings Uh, he didn't do an awful lot of running and that may explain it (laughs) (laughs) And weepy movies are good for us. I always suspected it. Well, there is that thing, isn't there? They say sometimes you you need a good cry. Um, it's a sort of Bridget Jones type of feel, but it had been long before Bridget Jones, I'm sure people were saying it. But researchers at Oxford University have told us basically we should get on the sofa, get a box of hankies, watch a weepy, because a tear-jerking film helps us be more human. Their experiments suggest that tragic films and other dramatic works trigger feel-good chemicals. The endorphins come on with a bit, bit of Bambi, Beaches, Romeo and Juliet, Terms of Endearment, that sort of stuff. It acts as a painkiller, a natural painkiller, this release of endorphins, and helps us bond with the people around us. It's that thing, you know, again, you're having a good cry and you get it all out and then you sort of hug each other and all that. (laughs) There again, how do you define a weepy? Because some of us can get choked up at Die Hard and The Magnificent Seven and The Dirty Dozen. I think you select carefully. Watch the Springbok rugby team at the moment. That usually get, <laughs> does the trick. Eh? The England football team, likewise, at World Cups. Oh, yes. Adam, Adam, thanks very much indeed. That's our UK report with Adam Gilchrist.